as we venture into the murky waters of everything you've been told never to bring up at holiday dinner. You'll need a guy, someone you can trust, a battle-tested, common-sense leader who knows that an extra pair of dry socks just might save your life. That wise old sage has arrived, and he is shouting the Schmidt Show battle cry. Schmidt heads unite! Good day to the Schmidt the Schmidt heads Schmidt show Schmidt heads. It is uh, what do we what do we call it? Time appropriate greetings, dude. You're really getting into the video, aren't you? I well, I can just tell. I'm like I'm you're, you're bouncing that. all over the walls. Yeah. So it's was it time appropriate greetings? Is that how we is that how we do this? That works. Or or what what was it? Time appropriate greetings. What's wrong with that? Something like that. Because nothing, nothing wrong with not that. Not everybody's watching this live. We do have a few viewers live already the on cool Facebook ones Live. Are watching this so live. we are we are trying this out. We're we're uh, this is uh, this is a test. So don't consider this to be the final product. We have not done video with the Schmidt Show yet. Um, we've done a few videos on YouTube, but it's just basically been the chat room stream um, with the audio behind it. So it's not really been a, it's not really been any sort of actual video of me on the screen. And I, I'm afraid to turn this to show you. I'm not sure it will turn. You know what you the can do? You can, you can, uh, hey, you can, turn the the, you can turn the whole monitor. That'd probably work. Oh, you could. Yeah. yeah. So, and it, it, it's, um, it is a pretty wide angle, isn't it? Let me yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and obviously, when I think we there's, get, yeah, there's both when of us we now. Get, uh, when we get downstairs, we'll actually have everything set up so that, uh, right. So that yeah, when everything we, will be when per- we nicely get, pointed. When we get the, uh, the studio that we're building, we're actually in the process of building a studio. So once we get the studio built. Um, Technically, the studio is built. We're waiting for the electrician to come run the wire, and we're waiting for the furniture guy to deliver the furniture. Right. Well, and the four and, walls are up and painted. And, right. I got to call that guy right. to see if it's ready. I'm, it probably is, to be honest. He's really pretty good about it. You should call him on the air. I've been a little bit lazy in, call him in on the air actually say, hey, contacting him. So when's our desk coming? So we show are, us our desk. We are doing the Schmidt Show. We're broadcasting the Schmidt Show live. Um, you can also find us on schmidtshow.com, theschmidtshow.com. Um, that's where the live audio stream is. Eventually, I don't know what we're going to do with video yet. There's part of me that that I don't want to have to deal with video editing, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. you know, it, 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 it's not twice as hard. It's not like, oh, I have audio, now I added video. So I do audio and video twice as hard. No, yeah, it's, it's like 10 times 10 as hard. 10 times as hard, or, or worse, to be honest. So um, <laughs> uh, the... The other side of that, so my thought is maybe once we get the video side of it up and running, what we may do is just do a live YouTube stream. Um, that way we don't have to worry about editing it. We can yeah. just, whatever is out there is out raw there. Raw and uncut. Right, raw and uncut, kind of like what we're doing now with Facebook Live. So uh, anyway. You know what I just realized? If we're going to do video, it's going to be really awkward because I have my head buried in my laptop so often. Yeah, I'm typing show notes right. or coming up researching whatever yep. it is you're saying so I can sound more smarter than I am. <laughs> you know, And now everybody's going to know because they can see me and they can see yeah. my ugly mug. And I feel the need to be entertaining because I'm right. on camera. Well, yeah. see, and it, I guess I can turn it back if you don't want to no, be on here. So, mind. like, for me, like... It, my biggest thing is I want to watch the video. Like right now, you can see I'm looking at the video just screen like at yourself. of myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at me. You're pretty attractive, not going to lie. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, with a mug like that, like, I mean, and I got my cool hat. This is my, get that up there. What does the hat say? That is the, uh, it's from the National Trap Shooting Competition down oh, in, nice. in Sparta last year that we yeah. went to. And then this, this logo, <laughs> this is the alternate logo 
of the UND Postal Service. The UND <laughs> right? The UND um Fighting Hawks. Oh, not USPS. No. The this is a logo that was created by um a coworker of my son's who's no longer a coworker anymore, but he's going doing his thing. Um but my son actually created this he didn't create the logo. He created the T-shirt. He works for a company that does apparel, mm. and this was one of my Christmas presents. So, yeah, very cool That's awesome. stuff. So, yeah. So, and oh, and we have Schmidt head stickers. We do. We have Schmidt and head people stickers. People can get Schmidt head stickers, and they can put them on their laptop, on their phone. I'll, show them your phone. Yes. Well, it's on my so on my laptop. There's oh, the Schmidt nice. head sticker. I like that. That's what that looks Especially like. Like what that replaced. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So um, that's the Schmidt head stickers. This is my son got a little cool, got had fun kind of doing some like uh, he he kind of cut it up a little bit to make it fit a little better. And then we had a few extras that didn't get cut out quite right. So the the screen printer people um, or the vinyl printer people gave me some extra ones. So my son had some fun with that. And on the inside of my phone. Without the case, that's what it looks like. So he had fun sticking them all over everything. So we have Schmidt head stickers. So uh, for those of you who are already subscribed to our Patreon, um, I'm going to send you a sticker, um, at least one. And for those, anybody that does want to sign up and do um, Patreon, you can, you, can, uh, you can do that as well, and we'll get you a sticker uh, so I want to, we got a lot to talk about today and we're honestly, we're going to run out of time. I'm just going to kind of tell you that right now we are, we are going to run out of time and we're not going to get to all, be able to get to all of it. But one of the, one of the topics that I want to talk about is Netflix and chill. Um, and not one of my favorite things to do in my dad, not that kind of, do you know, I didn't realize this. I mentioned this one time to my daughter, something about Netflix and children. She goes, you know what that it's means? It's not a conversation I want to have with my daughter. Right. Yeah. So she goes, you know what that means? Right, dad? I'm like watching Netflix movies and hanging out. Yeah, no, I'm an idiot. Yeah. No, it's not what it is. No, it's definitely no, not. No. Let me tell you, as a happily married man, I love these Netflix yeah, I, shows. Yeah, I do too. Not with my daughter. That's right. not even, that right? not not anywhere, com- I don't even want to com- talk about I was just going to say, and not a conversation you'd want to have with, you know, not that your daughter's the kind to, to Netflix and chill, but right. if she was, right. not the kind of conversation you want to have. So there is a, there's a story that I found on CNN, and they're complaining about Netflix. So have you seen that, did you watch that movie Bird Box? Just came out on Netflix. No, Sandra Bullock. I've heard of it though. Yeah, everybody's talking about yeah. it, right? Everybody's talking. So, I, I I'm not going to get it. I could do the movie review because I've I've been paying attention. That's one of the things. It's it's funny to me. I found that there are a lot of talk show hosts over the years that also do movie reviews. Stuff. No, of course. And I mean, I guess it makes sense. But um, it's easier time to fill in to get to watch a movie. Right. I'm exactly. not seeing the problem here. So I have. I've, I was thinking about maybe doing like a, a review of Bird Box, cause, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to give the quick overview, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, so don't worry if you want to. So hold on. So you have seen it. Let's start with that. Yes, I have seen it. I okay. did watch it. So if you wanted to watch it, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily be – I wouldn't necessarily discourage you from watching it because the movie was great. The plot line was great. The, the – um, the character development I thought was really w- well done as well, um, and and the the acting was actually pretty great. Um, John Malkovich is in it, uh, Sandra Bullock is in it, a couple others, and and they did a really great job with the movie overall. The problem is, and again, I'm not going to spoil it, but the problem is, the ending ruined it. 
Like there was, there, it just, mm, there could have been so much more. It could have been, mm. it's like it never ended. Like the movie, you ever have one of those movies where you watch it and you're like, with what? Oh, Wait. Yeah. I hate that. Like, no, you just did, ruined the movie for me, yeah, actually. It, it if there's no ending, I can't watch it. It didn't end. That's no I, good. It just, I'm so, out. Yeah. I don't want to see it. So uh, you know, what, you know what I do want to see. Have, mm. Do you? Do you? Do you watch Black Mirror? No, I I saw this though. I saw you talking about. Dude, it. it's such a fantastic. So first of all, so Black Mirror. The, the premise is this. I would describe it like this. Black Mirror seeks to exemplify a given human reaction or a given human trait. Okay. And the way they do that is they take you way into the future or way into the abstract. Okay. Either technologically way into the future or into a different land, so to speak. And then what they do is they exemplify a, a given human reaction. So, for example, one of the very first episodes is a politician who has to um, perform an act with a pig. Okay. And if he doesn't, they're going to kill somebody that they've kidnapped. And so the the, the human um, trait that they're trying to explain is how proud are we as humans? You would not, you would not do this act. You know, and you can use your imagination what the act was. You right. won't do this act to save somebody's life. I mean, yes, it's a humiliating thing to do, but to save somebody's life, would it really be worth I mean, Is that really even something you have to think about? And so it lets the viewer kind of ask that question. Is there really something I should think about? Is this really something I have to do? Right. And so the latest rendition of that now is you remember the choose your own adventure things as a kid, right? So now that's a thing with Netflix and uh, and Black Mirror. And so they have the latest episode. It's kind of like a feature-length episode of Black Mirror. And it's choose-your-own-adventure, so to speak. So it's interactive. And so as the character goes through the plot, because, like I say, if you're setting it up to how would humans react to something, and that's kind of the premise of the show, you can mm -hmm. see how it adds a whole different dimension to be able to interact and actually choose how you would react. Okay. So I... Very, very cool. So I started a show like this. It was a YouTube thing that they tried. Um, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was terrible. Okay. It was, it was bad acting. It was, imagine, imagine like a, a high school play mm -hmm. where you were allowed to interact with the, with the characters and the storyline. Okay. It, terrible acting. The, the plot lines were, were horrendous to say the least. And, and I thought at the time, I thought, man, that, that the, the premise, the idea is great. Um, the idea is is wonderful, but the the execution was just terrible. It was just so bad. Okay. So um, I stayed away from that. I watched a few episodes to try and think. Well, maybe it'll get better. It, it didn't. So you're saying Black Mirror does this actually really well? I think they do fantastic. It's one probably. So I'll say this: probably one one of my favorite shows that I've ever seen. On Netflix. Okay. The other side of that, though, is first of all, don't watch it around small children. The second, oh, thi okay. the second thing is uh, you can only watch a couple episodes at a time. Like, it really doesn't emotional because it's really well, sure, because it's exemplifying the depravity of humanity. And so when you watch that, especially you know if you watch two or three in a row, like you wake up and you're like, why do I feel so crappy? Oh, yeah. And it's it's one of the, it makes yeah. me feel icky. I've been quick. there. So we were having some questions on Facebook live oh, cool. saying that folks were were having a difficult time hearing us. Oh, well, I, the hit can fix that, or did you get it? I think I got it. Um, nope, I didn't. Okay. I was. I can I can work on that if you want to keep going. Okay. So they what they're saying is the volume is really low. I set it up to. Um, I did check the 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 specs, Noah, to the output being 
That's input that you or want. The, yeah, the input. Sorry, the input being Scarlet USB. Is that what we're yeah. looking for? It looks like I'm watching the levels jump. Sure looks like we're up there. Yeah, and there's folks. I said fix, and they said no. Mm. So we're still having a little bit kinda of kind of wonder if that's not, maybe not on their end. Maybe. Mm, it could be. Did you see the, again, did you see the level that we were sending? Yeah, I did. I'm just wondering. Tap your tap your computer there. Output device. Ta- tap your computer there real quick. Readily. Oh, what do you mean tap just it? Just physically tap it. Just hit the computer. There you go. Somebody say if, if that sounded really, really loud. Because I wonder if you don't choose a separate audio device inside of the uh, web browser there. Oh, that could be. I'll let you. I'll let you work on that. So anyway, what we're going to talk about with the Netflix stuff. Here's here's what we're going to be moving into. We got the Hig working on the on the audio stream. So um, one of the one of the um, the discussions around this Netflix thing in this Bird Box movie is that they had um, incredible viewership numbers. They said their claim was that there was. 45 million accounts that watched it um, that watched it in the first week. So 45 million views in the first week. Um, that is fantastic. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that that these Netflix, the 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 Primes, the Hulu's, and all that—that's what they're hoping for. That's what they want. Um, that's miraculous kind of numbers. And most of your broadcast television shows, whether it's you know NBC, ABC, over the air, whatever, um, that's what they really, really would dream of seeing those kind of numbers. But now. There's folks saying, well, Netflix isn't being um, Netflix isn't being Netflix isn't being transparent enough is the, is the um, is the the claim that's being made by some of the the media that covers this sort of thing and and that becomes a problem because, if they're not being honest about what's going on, if they're not being honest about their numbers, then how do the various actresses and actors and and the people that I probably had that going on right there. I didn't probably have the right setting. That's probably me. So we're going to try this again. Yeah, I can almost guarantee you that's what it was. So we're back live with the Facebook Live stuff. So anyway, the the um, the problem with the transparency issue is, according to these reporters, is that the various uh, the various actresses, actors, things like that, wouldn't be wouldn't be able to to leverage those numbers for their benefit they wouldn't be able to go so for example the director would not be able to go to yes it is much better it says the the um the director would not be able to go to an actual hollywood studio and and suggest that hey look here's my numbers this is what this last movie that i did you should hire me to direct your next film sandra bullock can't go to the hollywood studio and say 
hey, I just did a film for Netflix. We saw 45 million views in the first week. That's great. You should hire me for your next film. If you've got a horror film coming out, look what great thing I did with this Bird Box movie. And so that is the argument that some of these these Hollywood media reporters are talking about. They're saying, well, it's not really it's not really fair that Netflix isn't reporting these numbers. They're not talking about whether people accidentally watch the first few seconds on an autoplay and does that count for um, does that count for an actual view? Or, you know, was it really only 30 million people, but 15 million were kind of accidental views or people watched a few minutes and then left and quit and didn't finish watching it and all those sorts of things. And here's the thing. I don't know how Netflix metrics works. I don't know. I don't have the inside uh, answers. You, you can bet that they're tracking all well, of that. Well, right. I was going to say, there. There's. I don't know how Netflix metrics works, but I know from my podcast, being able to sign into my very inexpensive uh, podcasting episode account, I know that I can, I can see not only who's watching, where they're watching from, where they're listening from. I can see all of the information about how long they listened. Uh, it, you know, if they just listened, you know, they downloaded it, but didn't listen. And, and it takes a little effort to dig into that. But I guarantee you, Netflix has a much more robust metrics tracking thing because Netflix can go to a, a an advertiser because Netflix, not only do they get their, their income from from you and I subscribing to their to their service, but Netflix also I can almost promise you Netflix does some some product placement, right? Like there's a car in the in the movie that has, you know, the the Chevrolet badge or the Ford badge or the Mercedes badge or the whatever badge prominently displayed in a particular scene as a product product placement advertisement. So Netflix gets revenue that way as well. So there's there's various ways for for Netflix to be able to to garner income. And they can't go to these advertisers and say, well, we had 45 million views of our latest movie, but we have no idea how many people actually watched it. We have no idea how many people, you know, watched the whole movie and saw the scene. They can say with pretty specific certainty, we know that this many accounts watched this movie for this long and your scene of your car or your product that showed up in the movie was at an hour and two minutes and we right. know that everybody that watched it saw at least that far. Yeah. So Netflix knows. And they can, they can tell all sorts of things. Your browser will tell them if you're in the window, out of the window, if you're browsing the internet, all right. that stuff, you know, they keep track of that. They can keep track of cookies and all of that. By the way, this would be a great time to mention, did you know you can join the conversation? You can oh, add yes. your voice to it, 866-766-1776. Well, because we've got some new people with us yep. in Facebook Live. And so there's one one way and Brad's interacting with you there on Facebook, but you can join us via phone, 866-766-1776. There's a lot of sixes in there, but it represents, uh, you know, our independence as a nation and has some American history to it. And so we're proud of that 866-766-1776 number. And I and, just put the phone number in the, in the, uh, in the chat notes or on the, in the Facebook comments. Yeah, there we go. Well. So, so people are welcome to yeah, join so, us that way. Yeah, as you can every Monday. Every we've Monday, always got right. the phones open. Yeah, we do this every Monday. And so, so where this goes, cause normally I do politics, right? I don't usually get into media, pop culture kind of stuff for the most part, but where this goes is this is something that actually, I think, and and people are gonna. I know there's gonna be some folks that groan on this, 
And it, oh, that's just Schmidt, you know, trying to bash on socialism and all that kind of thing. I, there's, there's, I think there's an ideology behind this reporting that CNN is going, hey, wait a second. Is Netflix duping us? Is Netflix pretending that they've got all these these votes or all of these views or all of these whatever that they don't really have? And and I think where that mentality comes is that it's not fair, right? It's not fair. NBC and CBS and, and ABC and, and all of these other TV channels, it's not fair that they have to have independently reported numbers from, you know, Arbitron or, or Nielsen ratings or whoever it is that's doing the ratings for them. And so if Netflix is going to claim that they have all of these views, they should be required to have some sort of third party, some sort of independent verification of their numbers, of their, of their views. And I think part of it is, is that, it's this, it's this, it's not fair, it's the spread the wealth around kind of mentality that seems to have kind of begun to take over our culture. You know, and, and honestly, it's none of their business, mm-hmm. right? It's, it, if these reporters want to know the numbers that Netflix is gathering, I mean, it, look around. Over the weekend, I'll bet you I had, uh, and, and of course this is purely anecdotal, but over the weekend, I'll bet you I have had since Christmas Eve, because the first conversation I had about the the Bird Box movie was on Christmas Eve. I was right. I played guitar for our Christmas Eve service at our church, mm-hmm. and sitting there talking to the bass player, and he goes said something about watching this movie and asked if I had seen it. I said, "Yeah, it was." It was. I said my initial reaction was, "Wow, that was a great movie." And then I started to think about it and went, "No, the ending was terrible. Yeah, like, would not existent according to right. Him. Yeah, the fantastic movie." That was ruined at the very end. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. And so we had a conversation and I'll bet over the weekend since Christmas Eve to now, I should say over the week, I'll bet you I've had at least at least 10 conversations mm-hmm. about this movie. You and I and my daughter had this very conversation last night. We right. were sitting we went out to eat last night. We were talking about that. And she actually said, did you watch that movie? You know, so anecdotally, I think a lot of people. Are are not only watching this stuff and 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 the forty five million views, I would guess is probably very very accurate. You know, just anecdotally, of course, because like I said, I don't have access to Netflix numbers, but right. You know, I I watch Netflix, Hulu, and Prime exclusively. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have network television. I don't have cable TV. I do have an antenna. For the local, Do you really? See, I don't yeah, even have that. I have. An I antenna. have no way to get any content that doesn't come through my internet. You, see, and, oh, well, uh, or locally stored in my house. Right. So, like, I, like I originally thought, hey, I should get an antenna, and I mm-hmm. bought an antenna. It was like 50, 60 bucks. This big ugly thing that sticks out on right. my on the side of my shed, mm-hmm. and I plugged it in. And uh, I'll bet you, in the last two months, I have watched less than an hour, really, of, of local network television. And and that might even be an an overestimate, like like uh, here in our local town here in Grand Forks, mm-hmm. the local TV station just closed up and left. Right, they went down to the town south of us a little bit, and and 
that does not surprise that's me. That's good for us who work in local media. Right. We're right. happy about yeah, that. It's great. Yeah, it's great for me. It's especially great for our local terrestrial, the the radio show, the radio station that I work for, KNOX Radio uh, in Grand Forks. If you want to go, if you actually, if you want to listen to my terrestrial show on, on the, um, on the, on the air and you don't live in Grand Forks, you can go to KNOXradio.com and you can, I'll put a link to it actually in the show notes. I don't know if I've ever done that. I don't know if uh, we have, well, you know what though, if you want, if you go back, I think two episodes ago, we did a special and we, yes. we took an interview from the first president candidate in the United States and that's published in your podcast feed, yes. but it's actually a clip out from your terrestrial radio show. So if people right. want to get a taste of that, that might be a great place to start. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to, if you want to follow the radio show, you can do that too. It's KNOX. Uh, 1310 KNOX, the the website is knoxradio.com. But um, I don't remember where I was going. Oh, it's good. The the Our fact culture. that the, the local TV station went away is yeah. we are now, my local radio station, the one that I am on three hours a day, five days a week, mm-hmm. is the only source for local news. Right. Because the, the local newspaper has, has essentially shut down operations and has moved to the town south of us as well. And, and so... My local radio station, the one that I'm on, right? We are the we are pretty much the only source for local news in the community, right? And so, I think that's awesome for us. I I think it's kind of bad for for the local community. Of course, free market capitalism says a competition is always ideal. Yeah, competition is always a good thing. So, um, so anyway, that's what's happening with that. But so this is, I, I think that story is going to to be more and more common. Unless, and, and I've said this before, like we just lost the, we just found out that Kmart is closing in our local community. We lost Sears and we lost Macy's a while back. And, and I have said, people say, well, I just, you know, people are shopping on Amazon and Amazon is ruining everything. I don't think it's Amazon. I no. don't think it's the online shopping. I think it's these businesses, these companies have not been able to figure out how to leverage the technology for their own benefit. And the, the I'm a best small business, thing, and I use Amazon to enhance my business. It has not hurt my business. Right. And yeah. so I don't see, I don't see how things, I mean, the perfect example is Best Buy. You know, Circuit City and Best Buy are the are the perfect example of what it looks like when a company refuses or is unable to adapt to a changing marketplace mm-hmm. versus a company that that embraces a changing marketplace and figures out how to adapt and 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 leverage whatever is out there. Circuit City and Best Buy at about the same time were in significant financial struggle. They were facing a a pretty significant problem as far as it goes with their business model. Mm-hmm. They were in trouble. Circuit City was unable to figure out how to leverage what was going on in the marketplace. They were unable to adapt to what was going on in the marketplace. They all closed down. The same was the same concern was present for Best Buy. But whatever it was that Best Buy did, whether it was leveraging the online marketplace or or reaching into um the the um being a a best buy quote unquote best buy seller you can you can like you do technology with alta speed right you could offer your products or you well maybe not your services but at least your products whatever you, can do you both uh, excuse me you, you can, can do, do both, both. Okay. amazon has amazon home services so one of the things that they'll do when you go to buy a router for example right amazon will actually prompt the 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 buyer say hey you're in grand forks you purchased a router 
you probably may need some help with that. AltaSpeed Technologies is a solutions provider. They'll come out for the low, low price of whatever, yeah. and they'll come out and install it for you. Would you like to add that on? By the way, boss, that's available at Amazon Prime, so you do two-day delivery, and then we'll get the guy out there within two days to install it. Yeah. It's great for me as a business owner because it directs traffic that way. Right. They make their sale off of the product, and the pricing is built into it, so it's convenient for the customer. Everybody wins. And, and Best Buy has been able to do the same thing. Like If you go to Best Buy and search for a router... It will not just come up with the ones that are available for sale at Best right. Buy. Yeah, third-party it'll come, sellers. It'll come up with a hundred other third-party sellers that have that have routers available as well. And Amazon, or sorry, uh, Best Buy or whatever, I suppose gets a percentage for you for them allowing you to have your product on their website, just like what Amazon does. And and there's other things that Best Buy has done as well. They've they've kind of narrowed their focus. They've gotten away from doing everything tech-related, mm. and they've kind of focused on, we're going to do home-related tech. Mm-hmm. We're going to do home computers. We're going to do home you know, TVs, home audio systems, uh, a few appliances here and there. They, they have moved away from, they used to have a bunch of, um, even like, like professional grade audio that you could buy at 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 Best Buy, mm-hmm. you know, pro- professional grade speakers, microphones, and things like that for doing. Well, st- their their yeah. home theater thing is taken yeah. off. Yeah, so they've moved away from kind of doing everything tech to here's what we're going to focus on. We're going to be really good at this one thing, and I think that's the key. I I don't know for a hundred percent because I'm not the I'm not the big time business owner that knows everything, but I I, I think. The key is because my wife used to work for Hobby Lobby. She mm-hmm. no longer does. She's moved on and is doing some interior design stuff. But my wife worked for Hobby Lobby, and Hobby Lobby could not seem to find enough places to build enough stores fast <laughs> enough. Like, they were building stores and opening new locations as fast as they possibly could. So is Chick-fil-A, yeah. Yeah, and Chick-fil-A is another one that seems like they can't seem to find enough places to open new locations quick enough. And so... And it's not just those two. It's there's all sorts of businesses that that seem to be thriving, but it's the businesses that seem to focus on. Hey, here's the thing that we're good at. Hobby Lobby is really good at doing arts and crafts kind of things, home decor kind. You know, kind of that. Not really a niche market because it's a pretty large store. Mm-hmm. But they they say here's our focus. Here's what we're going to focus on. Companies like Sears, Kmart, Macy's. They didn't really know what they were. Was Macy's a clothing store? Was it a was it a was it a jewelry store? Was it a, a you know what they had like pots and pans and like kitchen gadgets? Were you know they had bed sheets and and things like that? What what were they? You know the interesting thing about that if you look at that, so Macy's and Sears and all those places, what did they start out as? Right, magazine stores. stores. Yeah, well, well yeah, my, magazine yeah. stores. It was originally a magazine order, and then right. the idea was they had a physical location that you could pick some of that stuff up in or look at it. Right. But primarily, it was the Macy's catalog, the J.C. catalog. Okay, right. the Good catalog point. is nothing more than the paper version of, of an IP online shop. store. Exactly. Yeah. So how those stores failed to make that transition, how those stores failed to, to look out and go, hey, you know what? For decades, all of our people ordered stuff and were willing to order it and then wait a couple days and then it would show up. Right. How they didn't just look and go, huh, we should maybe have something better than a 1990s shop, excuse me, shopping site is beyond me. I, I think it's because they became, when the, when the retail boom hit, Mm-hmm. What back in the '60s and '70s when people were building malls and you know you had anchor stores you had a you had a you know you had a Macy's a Kmart a a, a Sears and a J.C. Penney mm-hmm. on each corner of a giant mall and then a bunch of other little stores in the middle. Um, when that big retail boom hit, they said, "Here's the future." 
mm-hmm. and we we're going to build a bunch of these stores. And I don't know that they ever moved beyond that because mm-hmm. that's an easier model to maintain. Sure, it's an easier model to go. We need a distributor, a store, and a customer. Hmm. With online, there's so much more involved, right? You got to have web developers to make sure your website is up and constantly could running. You have to deal with security. You have to deal with all of those sorts of things. Where with a store, you just lock the doors at night, right? You know, it may be a security system, but you get the point, right? Yeah. It's not nearly as it's not nearly as complicated, and it doesn't have to be. It, it it's only open from a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, with online it's 24 hours a day and all of this. And now granted, you're not necessarily employing people 24 hours a day on an online store. And actually arguably you're probably employing less Far people, less, right. but you get the point. There's just so many more layers of, of complication. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of CEOs went, yeah, that sounds great. But first of all, this internet thing is a fad. Right. Right. Like I remember, I remember having those conversations with people back because I graduated from high school in 1994 Mm -hmm. and that was around the time the internet started becoming prolific, a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like I went to college in, I went to college in 1998 Mm -hmm. and had, that was the first time I had an internet connection in my home. And, and that really, you didn't have a dial up before 1998. Um, no, because I just didn't, I didn't need it. You know, I mean, I, huh. I, I, my, my first di- my first internet connection was in 1998 in, in, uh, cause I needed it for college. Fascinating. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. So anyway, um, that was around the time that the, but I remember having those conversations out oh, of the internet thing is just a fad. This is, you know. <laughs> It's, you have to wonder, you really have to wonder oh, what was going through someone's head, you know? Yep. Like, how do you look at, like, we have the ability to send information from one electronic device to the other instantaneously, and you think that's a fad? Well, it was because people, people, people with contracts, contracts are never going to be done online because I want to be able to have that physical contract that I can put in a, in a file mm. folder somewhere. There's still and some of that. There And there is, yeah. but like, but that sort of mentality was, sure. it, it, it's the, nobody's ever going to get rid of books. Yeah, you know, it's, it's we're never going to go to digital e-readers and things, which actually, I, I'm I'm somewhat inclined to agree with that that there will always be a market for the physical book. Oh, absolutely. I don't. Think I don't that's see ever people like your daughter away. going to to un, to to, uh, to e-reader stuff. Right. No, she loves a physical yeah. book. My wife is, and my daughter's 22 years old. She's young. My wife's similar thing. Like she wants to be able to physically feel a book, and then my mother-in-law. Not only does she like to feel a physical book, but she actually finds it difficult to read on electronic screens. Even with like the e-ink, e-paper, all that stuff, she right. still finds it difficult. And so she needs to actually have a physical book. Now I've kind of gone the opposite direction. Not only am I not a fan of physical books because you know it's better suited to suit to adjusting the height of my monitor than providing right. any sort of entertainment because I can get anything from a, a TV faster. But the I have actually really gotten into audiobooks because it's a really efficient way for me to to get information to ingest information and it's it's like it's really for me it's a lot like podcasting long 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 form podcasting right yeah and and i am i am much i'm a much bigger fan of the of the digital audio book as well i i love to read um i just don't have time to to sit down with a book for 2 or 3 hours a day I have to I have to kind of listen to it as a, as they say when you can. And so the other thing for me too is is when it comes to reading it, it just 
to 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 take the time to just sit and and focus on that one thing is nearly impossible for me. I mean, I'm doing other stuff, I'm working and yeah. So, oh, and then the the other side of of audiobooks is one of the things I found if it's a if it's a topic that I really really want to dig into and really research, mm-hmm. you know, with some depth, what I'll do sometimes is I'll get a copy of the physical book mm-hmm. and I'll get the audio book and I will read along with the audiobook. Really? Yeah, I will take I will not not out loud obviously, but I will I will sit and and I will Brad learning to read. Yeah, I will read along with the audiobook because that it's it's multiple sources of information entering sure. my brain. It helps it stick a little more. Oh, I bet. It's just the, like they they say if you write, you can uh, you can you can double up what you're what you're actually what your brain oh, takes. Oh, I in. couldn't write fast enough. I'm terrible. Well, right, but the right. point is if you read if you hear something you remember it a certain you know you remember it a certain way if you if you write if you um if you were to read it and right. listen to it, you would remember it even better. And if you were to read, write, and listen to it and write it, then you would remember even better. And then if you teach it, that's like the highest form of comprehension right. and learning. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I don't I've started using exclusively blue pens. There was a, there was a, there was some actual research done. I don't remember who I told feel like me this about is it. Snake oil. No, there, somebody was telling me there was actual research done that if you write it with a blue pen, there's something it triggers in your brain that makes it it makes it more likely to remember it with blue than with black or that any guy, other color pen. That guy took you for a ride. <laughs> he probably possibly, he probably works he probably works in the blue pen industry. He probably gets a cutback <laughs> from everybody that probably makes blue ink. And he probably gets a, he's on the dole for blue ink. That's what happened. It was sponsored by Bic, the blue right, exactly. the, the blue side of right. Bic. Yes, yeah. The, the blue ink over, is more expensive the than the black over, stuff. The people over on the black uh, on the black uh, assembly line for the Bic pens didn't have the the marketing money that so the now blue that, side did. See, now that just sounds racist. Now now we're now we're now we're discriminating based on the color of your ink, and we can't be having that. Come on now. Uh, uh, so anyway, the uh, the uh, yeah. So blue pen, write it down with a blue pen. Is yeah, the, is I think the I'll type it. Thank you, though. All right. Okay. Just be that way. Yeah, then. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be that way. I'm gonna use techno technology to uh, to enhance and and take uh, take so notes either does, on my phone. I or wonder my if phone. that means if you change the uh, if font you change the blue. font color to blue. Sublime Text does a font color change. I could change it to blue. Well, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. See, let's see if, if, it, I remember see if anything remember anything better. better. I don't think this is gonna make a lick of difference. I don't think you know so what? either. <laughs> you know what? Says the guy who bought the blue pen. I do write with a blue pen. I try to anyway. Not always, but anyway. Um, so anyway, back to the whole Netflix thing. Where where this whole discussion was originally going, and I told you we were going to run out of time, not going to be able to get to it all. I was going to try to make a run to the border and uh, go on that whole trail with, with the- with, Oh, I thought you meant with, physically, like you were going to like get in your car and like- No, <sighs> no. I could make a run to the border, like talk about Trump and gotcha. shut down and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to get there. Netflix. Um, so- all of this to say this whole I do I and mm-hmm. see okay so here's the other thing right um, this is just a personal irritation and tirade that I'm you're gonna hear a rant for a second. There's some various alternative social media platforms out there, right? <laughs> so one of the arguments, one of the things that people are upset about is conservatives being kicked off of private platforms, Facebook, YouTube. Twitter, whatever, right? You say something that the the quote unquote liberal establishment doesn't like, you get banned, shadow banned, whatever, right? Yep. Also so, known as private establishment. Right. So first of all, and I and I did a whole episode on this a while back. So first of all, if if you are on Twitter 
It's Twitter's platform. Mm -hmm. If Twitter doesn't like you, they can kick you off. Right. That's liberty. Yep. If you don't like Twitter, establish your own Twitter thing. Right. And there and here's the thing. There have been a few that have tried. Mm -hmm. There's one called Gab. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's another one called Mastodon, mm -hmm. uh, which is supposed to be like a Facebook alternative. Um, Gab is Mastodon supposed to be. Is, I think Mastodon's a Twitter alternative. I thought it was Facebook. No, I don't know. Anyway, Twi Gab is the Twitter one. Okay. And there's a couple other ones, like these alternate um, social media platforms. So, first of all, Gab sucks. Mm -hmm. And Mastodon is so decentralized, it's it's nearly impossible to to make any sort of connection. So I'll play devil's advocate here for just a second. So the the, the interesting thing about Mastodon or Nextcloud now has Nextcloud Social and and obviously I forget Diaspora I think was the first one that popped up. The the thing that they're doing right even though they're three separate platforms, quote unquote, three separate right. decentralized platforms, they all use a standard protocol called uh, Activity Hub. Okay. And the nice thing about using Activity Hub is that as more of these things pop up, they're all adopting that same standard. Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe, as a technical guy, what's going to end up happening is it's yes, it's going to be slow growing, but eventually one of these platforms is going to kind of take off. And once one takes off, they'll all take off because they're all sharing that standard. And it's going to become it's kind of like this. Like, think about it like this. What cell phone provider, if they didn't support the SMS standard and so you could text everybody, but you couldn't text that particular provider, that provider was going out of business mm -hmm. because he can't talk to everybody else. But. Because we have that shared standard, that SMS standard, now everybody can communicate. Same thing with Wi-Fi, right? You have a shared standard. If a device doesn't support Wi-Fi, that device, nobody wants it right. anymore. It doesn't matter if you've got another alternative. It doesn't matter that, you know, prior to Wi-Fi, whatever the wireless, you know, three comms, wireless, whatever that thing was, nobody even can remember. I can't remember, and I worked in the, the business right. at the time. Yeah. And the reason is because a standard took over, and then everybody wanted the standard because everybody could compete. So with that Activity Hub standard, I'm not saying that any Gab or, or right. any of those are going to take off, but I'm saying that whatever it is is going to fall that act right. activity hub standard and then they're all going to be successful well and i hope so i really do i because i i'm yeah, i'm as, like to get off facebook right i'm as frustrated with facebook i'm as frustrated with with twitter and all this stuff as as anybody is but the problem is the alternatives that are out there that are available just suck they just they're not that good that's the problem that's why nobody's on them mm -hmm. there's a reason everybody wants to be on twitter because that's where everybody else is at yeah and there's a reason that everybody wants to be on youtube there's a reason everybody wants to be on Facebook because that's where all of their friends are. That's where all of their the, the network effect. Yeah. And so and, and for content creators like myself, mm -hmm. that's where we want to be because that's where you are. Right. Right. I mean, so yeah. And you look at, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's another show that, um, that from the place, the other place that we work and, yes. and they refuse to be on Facebook. Yes. They say, we don't, we're not going to use Facebook we and that's fine. You know, you can take that you can take that attitude of I'm too good for Facebook, but the reality is you're giving up a huge portion of your audience, a potential yes. audience anyway. Yeah. And you're not reaching people. Yep. No, and, and, and it's frustrating. Like and, and I'm as guilty as the next guy. I don't mm -hmm. do Facebook very well. I don't do Twitter very well. I'm not you know, I I'm I'm not a very good social media guy. Mm -hmm. Partly because I just don't have time. And partly because you don't care. Well I, mean, I right. Know, yeah. It's I, like right. you got better things to do than, than talk to people on, on the internet that right. you know. But if I really want to truly interact with my listener base, with my with the folks that pay attention well, to, to the Schmidt heads, then you go to Telegram dot and we interact with the twenty four seven three sixty five. Right, that too. But again, there's not nearly as many people on Telegram as there are on right. Facebook and Twitter and and the other places. Right. Instagram which is why you should and, join Telegram. Yeah, which you sh and I, so 
Telegram does not advertise. This is not a paid thing for Telegram. Right, they're but, just awesome. But I'm going to look right in the camera, and I'm going to tell you, <laughs> you need Telegram. If you don't have the Telegram app on your phone, you need to get it. Like, like as soon as possible. Like, don't wait till the podcast is over. Go do it now. Go pause the podcast. We'll wait. Pause it. Go back. Download at the Telegram app. Put it on your phone. And start using it because it is and join the Schmidt Show podcast. Fantastic! There, and yeah. there is a Telegram group group called the Schmidt Show. What do we call it? Do we just call it Schmidt Heads? I think is what we call Sch- it. Schmidt Heads. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, where is the group chat? I don't know, but you can find it at Telegram. No, it is the, it the is Telegram. Show. Telegram the Schmidt Show. The yeah. name of the group is the Schmidt Show. So yes, and it's Telegram slash Schmidt Show, right? It's HTTPS colon slash slash T dot M E dash or slash Schmitcho. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But you want to join that because that way you don't have to just interact with us, you know, for a couple of moments. You right. can interact with us all week long. And I, it gives me the opportunity to, to interact with you personally. Like I can talk to you individually and, and I, I'm not always the, 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 the most, quick to respond just because like i said i've got a million other things going on and i do another job but you absolutely you need know, here's the other side of that though too which i think that you do do Telegram. well is, is you know when people come out you know I don't, people don't understand they really have the ability to influence the show because yep. there's some people that they live in other parts of the world and they send us videos and information yep. that influences and shapes the way that we present material right here on the spit show i literally just got a text message or a, a te- yeah, text message from um from a, a gentleman in South Africa mm. um, who is a listener of the Schmidt show. And uh, he, he sent me a, 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 a picture. We'll say it that way. Um, and it said, please, would you guys pray for whatever may happen in Clifton today in South Africa? Mm. Um, Cause there's some really wicked stuff happening in South Africa. And it's, it's, I've been trying to do some research on it and it's hard to get some clear information, but I, I plan to eventually do a, an episode on what's going on in South Africa, some of the, 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 the racial stuff and the tensions that's happening in South Africa. But um, I've, I've been able to interact with him and, and he's been able to influence the show as well. So yes, you, and here's the other cool thing about telegram. Once you get Telegram, you will never want to use another text messaging app ever again. Yeah, it actually starts to frustrate you. Yeah, like that other people, yeah. you're like, I can't forward the message to that person. I can't reply to this thing in the conversation. Yeah, you will trust me. You will absolutely love Telegram. And again, they're not paying us for this. Right. I just, I they're just, just really, that good of a product. I just really love Telegram. So, like, we have, we have Noah and I have gone on somewhat of a crusade as <laughs> recruiting our friends and 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 relatives to get on Telegram. So we, we had we had dinner at a, at a buddy's place on what Friday night. Was it, Wednesday? Where, so was it Friday night? I think it was Friday. It was so Friday. We're, night, we're sitting yeah. around, we're having pizza and and, and just hanging out, and uh, we're talking to him. And uh, every time he'd ask a question, he'd say, uh, "You know, what we need to do. We need to get." You know, and do this, and Brad would go. Actually, not to be that guy, but we have a Telegram group for that. So <laughs> I'll add you, and then we can just do that. Yeah, it's just so much easier. You can create groups of like your friends and family, and you can the the other cool thing about it, like with the groups, you can actually mute the group. So it's because one of the things yeah, learn that, that feature early on. One of the <laughs> things, one of the things that I really hate about group text messages, and I know all of you hate about group text messages, is that every time anybody in the group sends a message, you get the little ding or the little yeah. indicator or the notifier or whatever. Which is the 2018 equivalent of somebody walking up and right on the back of your shoulder, right? Right. Just, and constantly excuse going, me, excuse hey, me. hey, 
I need hey, your attention for hey, a second. Hey, you're in the middle of the air. Oh, hold on a Penny. second. Oh, you're, you're Penny. You're not in the middle of the air. Oh, Penny. I still need you for a second. Oh, you're in the bathroom. Penny. I need you for a second. Oh, you're driving. I need you for a second. Yeah. Yeah. And so with Telegram, you can mute it, but you still get you still get notified when you open the app. Hey, there's a bunch of messages waiting yeah. for you, and you can check it. Or if you if it's an emergency, you can leave it unmuted. Mm-hmm. You know, say, say for example, Telegram should be paying us for this. They really should get on the phone. Call somebody at Telegram. I'll make it happen. <laughs> so Telegram, you like if just say for example, grandma's in the hospital, mm-hmm. right? And it's emergency. You add all of the people to grandma's in the hospital group, and every bit of information could be to given as a push notification. So any any update or anything you get immediately, and then you can respond to individual people in the app. And it's just trust me, get Telegram. Just go download it now. Like I said, pause it. Go download Telegram. Go find the the Telegram group, the Schmidt Show, and join us, and you will love us forever for telling you about it. And then you'll tell all your friends, and we will create the next new version of whatever thing is happening with social media. Telegram will be it. And we'll be there. And we'll be there because we were the early adopters. We're everywhere. Right? Is frankly yeah. what it We Yeah, to. we really are. We are kind of everywhere. So anyway, all of that to say- Get Telegram. <laughs> it felt like a big ad for Telegram, and I just didn't even mean to. So yeah, it's really more of an ad for us. It is because come that's, hang out with us. Yeah, that's come out with are. us on Telegram. So, um, now our feed is gone. Is there a limit? It is I blinking. I see the blinking. It says live. Yeah, but it's blinking though. What does that mean? I don't know. Probably doesn't mean something anything good. I don't know why it would blink. Who knows? Uh, can you okay. can you pull it up on yours? Can we'll you see? see? Yeah. If we're still live. But I would best I I would bet there's some sort of limit. There probably is. You know. Friggin' Facebook. Stupid Facebook. Maybe they got mad because we maybe they're censoring. Oh, us. I bet this is when you restarted it. No. I bet you that message oh, was from when you restarted it. Oh yeah. Yeah, because we're definitely live. Because I'm watching us. Yeah, I, th- it's I like think super it's super delayed, but we're definitely still live. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Facebook. Good to see you. Hello, hello, Facebook. A good... Is it okay if I do the Indian accent, or is that mm, it's a little racist when you do it your way? It... Okay, no, I'm just kidding. I could care less. <laughs> I couldn't possibly care less. Uh, which is funny because you don't actually have an Indian accent. No, not only do I not have an Indian accent, I was born here in Grand Forks. Like, like literally, other <laughs> you're than as the white fact... as I. Am. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, seriously, like you know, skin color. It's just so stupid. So it just a... tells you a dumb skin color. So is. there's a comedian, right, that talks about being white mm-hmm. and like how you can use that to 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 your advantage in various situations just by being as white as possible. Mm-hmm. And he said he lives in a he the name's comedian's name is Mike Burton. Mm-hmm. He he lives in a very Dominican dominated neighborhood in New York City in Manhattan. And he talks about he says, I'm white. And he looks at the camera and he goes, This is your average white guy. This is and he does the average white guy face. And he just goes He says, See, mm-hmm. I'm white. He says, mm-hmm. but he says I can get whiter. And he smiles bigger. Yeah. And then he does this. <laughs> Super big smile and a big thumbs up. And he says, wait, I can get whiter. Super big smile and a big thumbs up and a wave. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, it keeps me from getting shot because nobody shoots this guy. The guy who's waving like you came out of the closet <laughs> doing cartwheels and explosions. Because I'm not going to so, lie, that's kind of what it looked like. Right. Yeah. So he's, yeah. if you get, go to YouTube, check it out. His name is Mike Burton. I can get whiter. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so um, anyway. 
we're pretty much out of time. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about the shutdown. The the basic thought, or my basic thought on the shutdown thing. It's a good idea. The government should do it. Is we need more shutdown. Exactly. Long, longer shutdown. Right. And here, here's the thing. Trump, I know Trump owned the shutdown. He goes, fine, I'll, I'll take ownership of it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, he's the only one that's not keeping it shut down. Like Congress, no, really? It's like not Congress even up to him. can't exactly. Congress can't figure out how to get a bill that because he said all you got to do. He gave him he gave him an out right. Yeah. Like he Give he told them funding from my border wall. Here's how you do it. I forgot to start the stream, or you started it. I started it. I didn't start the recording though. So we get, good, thing we get, big good, thing, good thing we got the yeah, Marines, exactly. right? See, this is why I need the Hig. This is this is why I need him because nothing gets done without without him. So <laughs> you, you had one job. I, I did. Just the record button. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> well, but you you set that up to automatically record. Yeah, that was a backup. So yeah, what do you forget? Because which I guess you I forget so a lot. So right. okay. yeah. We'll so anyway, um, yeah, we're out of time. The shutdown needs to continue. Trump is the only one that is not in the process of shut. Like the Congress, the House or the Senate can't come up with a bill, and all he said is. Give me the funding for the wall. Mm-hmm. That's all it's going to take. And and we can't fund a five billion dollar wall, but we can we can fund a b- wall on the southern border of Mexico for ten billion dollars. Mm-hmm. That's acceptable, but mm-hmm. not a border on our wall. But here's the thing, and and honest to God, truth, the Democrats want open borders because they are 100%. they are actively trying to change the electorate in the United States. Well, and they are going to. There, Elizabeth Warren is launching an exploratory committee f- to to become president. Oh gosh. That she just needs to go away. Well, I'm not so sure. I, you know, if I had any doubts about the 2020 election, having her as a Democratic candidate would seal those. I mean, then know, I'd be set. I'm like, well, you know, here's, I don't need to bother to vote. Here's a thought. Trump's winning. Here's a thought. The um, If we want to help Trump in 2020, mm-hmm. we should be funding guys like John Kasich, and Jeb Bush, and a couple other moderates. This is actually not my original thought. I heard this from, I think it was from Steve Dace. Okay. And it actually makes a lot of sense when you think about it, right? So what, what if you had to say this thing is what led to Trump getting elected, what would you say it was? People want something different. His, his base is fired up because he promised them a lot of conservative stuff, right? I would say they're just fired up because they want something different. Right. He's which, the guy that says what's on his mind. He's not a politician. Which... The guys like John Kasich mm-hmm. and the the Jeb Bushes, mm-hmm. they're just more of the same, right? And they're moderates, and I would even say borderline liberals, right? Oh, absolutely, they're right. the Democratic branch of the Republican Party, right? So you start funding them, what does that do to Trump? Forces him to move right, mm. forces him away from them because he has to differentiate them, himself from them. I'm not John Kasich. I'm not some fake Republican. Fake news Republican, yeah. rhino, I'm a real conservative, look how conservative I can be. Right. And I think that helps Donald Trump. Yeah, which, I think you might which, be onto something. If you look back here, like right there. The audio people can't see that, that's but a, yeah. That's a picture of Donald Trump. Yeah, the people listening yeah. on audio. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Well, we could do better. You could just say, let's get the picture of Donald Trump up there. There you go. We'll just, we'll hold him up here. So yeah. this is why you should join us live, because you get to do cool things like look at a picture of Donald Trump that is about to fall <laughs> over on Facebook Live. That's the thing that happened yeah. here on The Schmidt Show. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
Yeah, so I, I think we I think we should be encouraging guys like John Kasich and Jeb Bushes and 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 Mitch McConnell's and 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 yeah. those sorts of guys to all get those involved. Guys run for president yep, along with Elizabeth Warren. All yep. y'all need to run for president so Trump wins. Yeah, because I think the I think the farther left we see the the uh, the um, the competition move, I think it forces Donald Trump to the right. Right. And forces him to stick to the things that he promised and stick to his conservative nature as mm-hmm. opposed to his New York liberal past. Yeah. You know? Yep. So anyway, all of that pretty much wraps up the Schmidt show for one more week. Thank you for being patient with us. We skipped Christmas Eve. We were going to do a just a quick special edition Christmas Eve, but... Um, I don't know. We, we just busy. we just didn't do it, Super and it was Christmas Eve, and yeah. so we just decided not to. But coming up, give a little bit of a teaser. Coming up, a special edition of the Schmidt Show next Saturday. We're going to be working on. Oh, this is exciting! I don't this is know. Really if exciting. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to do it live. Really? I think um, we should. I, I think we probably will, but I, I don't want to promise something we can't make happen. But we're going to be doing an a special edition of the Schmidt Show. You heard us mention a few episodes back. Um, when was that, No, Do you remember? Five, six episodes ago? Four or five episodes ago? I don't remember. It was a while back. We talked about doing a, a, um, an everyday, oh, everyday carry, an everyday episode. carry yeah, yeah. episode, talking about the things that we carry with us every day. And so um, this is probably going to get us kicked off of Facebook, but one of, the things <laughs> that, one of the things that I everyday carry is my Ruger LCP. Um, fantastic little handgun. I am one who carries one in the chamber. Um, do you have yours with you, Noah? You know, I am disappointed. I know, it's the fr- oh, here's the thing. I got one in my office. I can go grab that. Oh, I always have access right. to a gun. Yeah. So anyway, so this is one of the things that I everyday carry. This is one of my new everyday carry items. Um, this wallet is a, it's a, it's actually my buddy Dean, um, is the one that turned me onto this. It's a, it's a phantom wallet. Um, it's it's really kind of cool. It's got like a little thing that fans your cards out, a little money clip on the back. Um, pretty cool stuff. So that's one of the things that I everyday carry. Um, pocket knives. Um, Matt is going to be joining us, a friend of ours. You're going to like Matt. Um, you're going to very much like Matt. Matt is an uh, incredibly intelligent guy and, uh, and uh, has a lot of really good insight. And so he, when when we mentioned the idea of a of an everyday carry episode, um, he had a mini stroke. He got so excited, like he said, "I've never even heard anybody else talk about everyday carry." Yeah. So we're gonna do a special episode of everyday carry things that we carry with us every day. Um, you know, things that you ca- keep in your car. Um, you know, stuff like you know a, a glass break camera. You know, mm-hmm. just in case you end up in a situation where you got to break the glass to get out of your car. Mm-hmm. A seatbelt cutter. So if you get stuck in your car and you need to cut seatbelt off or whatever, you know, um, pocket knives like Noah has. I have a uh, a. Uh, that's a sword. That's, that's not a that's pocket, a pocket knife. It's a little tiny pocket knife. <laughs> that, that, I'll bring. Hey, give me that second. This, look at this. That's, it's bigger it's, than my face. It's it's a tiny. He, what he's holding up is a tiny. It's a little pocket knife that I carry in my pocket. Is what this it is, is this is a small sword. It's not a sword. Noah. It's a small pocket what, knife. Just, what, uh, and it's a just. K bar. It's for use. K-bar. It's for use for uh, for yeah. cutting, you know, boxes open on Christmas <laughs> and stuff like that. So I'll show you the the, the 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 Christmas present that my buddy got me. I will show you that. Okay, as part now of our that, everyday carry episode. That 
That is a little mini sword. Is it? Is yeah. it it's literally, yeah. Like, it's like K-Bar. Yeah, but, but it's, it's a mini sword. But it's a little sword. bigger than my, my itty-bitty uh, pocket knife here. Yeah, so we're going to do that. That's probably going to be on Saturday this week. We're going to do an extra episode, a special edition episode uh, for everyday carry stuff. Um, and if you tweet at the Schmidt Show, tweet with hashtag EDC, we'll, we might just show your picture of your everyday carry. Oh, I talk yes. about it. Yes. On the show on and Saturday. And here's one of the things I'm trying to do. Uh, um I'm going to see if I can't give some everyday carry stuff away. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Ex- yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like, but I want to... I wonder if we can get some branded ones but with here, the but Schmidt he, head on Oh, we How could. How cool would that be? That, I don't think we'd have time. I don't know. It's you have it in with, uh, with a branding guy. Yeah, but I don't know if they can do that. Well, hit him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Threaten him? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I like say here's the, here's the thing. I I don't I don't ever want to promote anything on the Schmidt Show. Um, well, you failed that, utterly. Well, no, that I don't actually use. Oh, oh I don't oh. I don't ever want to promote anything on the Schmidt Show that I'm that I would not be proud for my listeners mm. to to that use. You wouldn't use yourself, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, like, I have a I have a I have a Kershaw pocket knife, and I mm-hmm. don't have it with me today, but I have a little Kershaw pocket knife. It's a fantastic little pocket knife. Love it. Yeah. It's the right shape. It's the right size. It's got a, it's a little, little on the small side. Yeah, what it's a little on that? the small side, um, but I, it's a fantastic um, pocket knife. The problem is I have, what was that? Ah, don't worry about it. You're hearing. Okay. Yeah, I'm I, hearing, I know what it is. I'm hearing beepings. Yeah. So anyway, I have this fantastic pocket knife that... I really love, but I would not feel comfortable recommending it to my listeners because the screws over time that hold the knife together have begun to loosen up and I've had to take it apart and it's a kind of a specialty head. It's like a T five or T 10. Um, whoa. What's up? I don't know. Facebook live just took a, went wacky. Mm. Anyway, what were you saying? Froze. Um, anyway, um, it's kind of a specialty kind of screw that holds these these knives to, or the 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 knife together, and they've begun to loosen up over time to the point where the blade was actually kind of flopping around. So I've had to take them take them all out, put like Loctite or like some clear nail polish or something on them, and screw it all back together to hold it solid the way it's supposed to be. So it's a great knife. It's a it's a I love it. But I'm not sure that I would feel comfortable recommending it because of of things like that. So I, I'm I, there will be a few caveats as we do an everyday carry episode, you know. So anyway, um, Noah, what do you say we call it a day? And yeah, thanks for thanks for the great episode. So up. everybody, be back Saturday. Uh, we don't we'll we'll tweet the time. So make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter at the Schmidt Show. Or on Facebook, The Schmidt Show. Make sure to find us there. You will post the the live information there. You can join us live in our interactive chat room on Freenode. Mm-hmm. Pound The Schmidt Show. Also, uh, you can join us. We'll have the phone lines open, I'm sure, on uh, on, uh, on on Saturday. Yes. And we'll have that Everyday Carry episode. Because one of the things I think would be really neat, actually, is if we had some people join us, either in the interactive mumble room or if they joined us in the uh, you know with the phone lines, I think that would be an interesting way uh, to get some... To get some feedback from people of hey this is uh, this is what I carry and we'll have what what 
Brad and I will talk about what we carry. We'll talk about the extreme side. We'll get Matt in here. He'll tell us what he carries. And then we'll give you some ideas of what you might want to not only prep for your everyday carry, but a bug out bag. What you want to do when you, uh, if you ever have to get out of town in a hurry, if there's a natural disaster, something like that. We'll have all that for you on Saturday. All right. Thanks. Noah, we will uh, see you. I'm Brad Schmidt. This is The Schmidt Show. See you Saturday.